Who's the person you turn to when you need advice? The person who gives you confidence and strength? The person who's been your biggest support? The person you shop with, ask their opinion and trust them implicitly? For me, it's... Hi, Ma. Hi, Del. As a mother and daughter, we know we have a close bond, but each mother and daughter relationship is unique and different, and that's exactly what we want to explore. Each week, we'll sit down with mothers and daughters and talk about their bond, from the ones who work together to others who have survived, shared passions, overcome loss, and in general, have a great relationship that is worth sharing. This is Mothers Mothers and Daughters Daughters Podcast. Podcast. to say a huge happy Mother's Day to my amazing mom, Danica, who is my inspiration, my absolute momspiration, and the most amazing grandma to my two little boys. And I also want to say happy Mother's Day to myself because I have gotten through the year. I have managed to be a great mom to my two little boys and I get to celebrate me today as well. And all the mums out there absolutely killing it. Happy Mother's Day to my darling Mimi. There is no more magnificent, powerful, inspirational woman that walks the earth as far as I'm concerned. You've always been a leader and a dazzling woman to look up to. I love you so much now more than ever. Happy Mother's Day, Mama. Hey, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you so much for everything you've ever done for me. Spending the last week with you was really special and I feel very content and full in my heart. Thank you for the incredible person you've been and for constantly inspiring me to be a better person. I love you. A special message to my mum, Kerry, my best mate and my business partner. Thank you for being the most inspirational and incredible mum I could have ever dreamed of. Thank you for always supporting me and for always being my biggest cheerleader. I love you so much and couldn't imagine doing this without you. Hi, Mum. Hi, Del. Well, Mother's Day around the corner. Yes. And we actually haven't got to ask anything as per usual. No, but I guess we'll maybe do a breakfast or unfortunately, Fortunately, I suppose we've only got to worry about each other because your mother-in-law is overseas. Yes. So it's sort of hard. I always say on a day like that, it's like you're a mother, but you're having to see a mother and mother-in-law and, you know, you're just sort of running from here to there and it becomes a full-on day as opposed to a relaxing day. A relaxing day. Yes. But we can then make a decision as to what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Work in with Nate's schedule, the baby. Yes. The golf, <laughs> golf schedule, golf schedule, kids' birthday parties. Oh, oh, you've got birthday parties. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay. Mm, it's not, not about us. Inconsiderate mothers, but anyway, <laughs> it's fine. But we are very lucky that we have some very nice messages from our former guests for their mothers. So it's really lovely. We've got some special Mother's Day messages mm-hmm. just before you hear a really. Great episode with Gabriella and Nicola. Yeah. Also, wonderful mother and daughter, beautiful team they yeah. are. Yes, it was very enjoyable. Yeah, very, very amazing story of her life. Her life. And yeah, yeah both of them. It's yes. really, really lovely story. And we'll be in touch after Mother's Day. Hope everyone has a lovely Mother's yeah. Day. Happy Mother's Day to mothers and daughters and everybody else. Everybody there. else. So this has been like several weeks in the making, so apologies for that. But thank you for making the time to sit down with us and together, which is great. It's so nice that because it often gets a bit complicated when mothers and daughters don't sit next to each other. So we appreciate you sitting next to each other. So that's good. Of course. Thank of course. you for having us on. Yeah, We've thank been you. very excited. We have things. Mum was cute when it was cancelled recently. She said, oh, no, I've just spent. You know, hours going through notes, which you know what's my favorite thing in the world to do is to go through old memories and photos oh, so and, nice. and be able to go you know, write so things down. So, it's my favorite, you know, subject. Really. So thank so, you for having yeah, us. So on. thank you. Oh, oh that's no. so good. Well, yeah. let's start off. Can you both tell us a little bit about yourselves? I'll start. Um, grew up in Avalon on the northern beaches with my mom, dad, and my younger brother. Um, I loved growing up there. It's such a beautiful community and so obviously close to the beach and had a really kind of healthy and 
you know, lovely kind of lifestyle growing up, great group of friends. Um, I went to PLC for school. Then I went to CSU for Bathurst where I did um, in Bathurst, where I did journalism. Um, and then I worked at 2GB Radio producing there. And then I've been producing at Sky News and a few years ago moved to Melbourne to do reporting for Sky. And then last year, kind of 2021, after everything that happened with COVID, I moved back to Sydney. And now I'm reporting in Sydney and presenting in Sydney as well with Sky, which has been um, really fun. I was going to say, Nicola, you must have been happy about that. Very happy, very happy. It was great once when Gabriella got the job with um, Sky 2 straight away, I went, you know, and joined Foxtel and, and, uh, and I haven't stopped watching. Which yeah, is we just didn't have good. it before that. <laughs> good excuse. It's always yeah. a good excuse. <laughs> so it was sort of kind of ironic with Gabriella going down to Melbourne because a little bit about myself, I'm originally a Melbourne girl myself. Mm. So um, at the same time when Gabriella was in um, Melbourne, my son, so I'm a mother of two, Gabriella's my eldest and I've got a... Um, a younger son, Harrison, who's 26. And at the same time, just coincidence, Harrison went down with his job and to Melbourne and uh, Gabriella was down in Melbourne too. And uh, I was at Palm, Palm Beach. I've got my place there, um, Northern Beaches. But um, I sort of was in Melbourne. I, When I was 15, I uh, went as an exchange student to the States. So I lived there for 12 months. And I think that was a big sort of change and a big sort of, sort of shift for me because I flew when I was young and I was went straight into the senior year of school and I just loved it. And I remember my family there, they took me to this positive thinking rally. And I think that just sort of set the seed for my life and attitude that I've sort of had sort of really forever. So it was just sort of like being, I'm probably more that half um, cup or half glass, you know, full type of girl. Mm, mm. Um, and sometimes it's been to my disadvantage, you know, sort of in, in life, but that sort of um, with the sunny dis- you know, disposition is sort of myself. And then, um, you know, flew with Qantas. I got the job and at the age of 22 and that was in the 80s. So I sort of flew internationally around the world and it was sort of a job that I've loved, um, raised a family, I was married for 25 years and um, and it was great living on the northern beaches and then my family was in Melbourne and um, so that was great and uh, and so now I'm sort of a different stage of my life as I'm in my 50s and, um, you know. I'm it really looks like, like yeah. she's in her 40s. I know, <laughs> I know, absolutely beautiful. That's what I just yeah. commented uh, and, earlier. Uh, I've, yeah, I've got, um, you know, so my two beautiful kids, uh, I no longer fly, but I did that for 34 years and I loved that. And that was with the pandemic. It sort of fell over and it was a good stage of my life to decide to, you know, leave. Mm. And uh, anyhow, so then I'm in a nice relationship now. We've got a dog. I inherited my mum's ragdoll cash. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm playing golf. And uh, Oh, you're you know, a golfer. Yeah. I'm a golfer mm. too. Yay. Brilliant mm. play. In, in well, when we can in Wallara, so we're members of Wallara, but unfortunately, with all the rain, the course just can't cope with it. You know, it's sort of on the lower level uh, yes. of the sea level, and it just gets flooded. And so, yes. there's so many times that we just can't play. Where do, where do you play? At um, Monash, mm-hmm. and we've had that issue a bit too. Oh, like right. I thought I was going to play and they just said it's basically unplayable, which mm. was really unfortunate. But I was really lucky at um, Palm Beach, remember there. So during COVID, that was sort of like just a great thing. So that's really when I learned to play mm. and sand-based, it was one of the few courses that would be open and mm. it's a absolutely beautiful course but it's quite easy in comparison to others they sort of call it a bit like a putt-putt golf you know mm, mm. just serious ones there but that was just really great so um those two places is where I play golf oh that's so lo- that's so lovely I was going to yeah. say, is, is Gabriella one of those like daughters that go, oh, mum, you're playing oh, golf again and we're talking about golf. <laughs> no, watching it's golf. actually kind of funny. No, I have <laughs> never really played golf at all, but I, some of my girlfriends and I will see photos of mum and her friends all playing golf and say, can we be like that when we grow up? <laughs> Honestly, it's inspirational because it, it just seems like they just have so much fun with it. But I, yeah. something I do love about mum is she's always, you know, picking up new skills, trying different things <laughs> and putting herself out there. And golf's something what it's been so it's, it's, only since, it's just been a new but hobby. you committed yeah. to it. So, no, that's something I, you know, maybe later on, later, but not, yeah. not at the moment. No, no. Yeah. I feel you sound like a busy, busy young woman. I'm sure. And, and yes. for me, it's always like the obsession with golf because my dad plays as well. So they both oh, yes. tied into the, to the obsession with golf. <laughs> so I'm always like, I know on a Sunday I can't really ask them 
to do much because Sunday is their golf day. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. secretly I've been happy that the golf course has been closed at the moment. Yeah, I've been because, a lot more available. Yeah, Sundays I can get more help. So it's actually been really help- I, as much as I don't love the the quantity of the rain, but I'm like, yeah. oh, well, there's no golf, so you might as well just come over and help with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take advantage while I can. So, so you're fully retired now. Obviously, like when you gave up flying, you know. Besides, yes, I, yeah, I, looked, I actually sort of a friend of mine had a real estate business there, and they sort of said, "Look, you know, you'd be great with meet and greets." And so, I actually did a um, a real estate course. This mm. is, you know, and so I and I so that was a great sort of. I suppose, skill to have. And that's when it was good to have my son Harrison who helped with the technical sides of things when I had to do the online sort of, you know, to to pass and to do that. And so that was good to um, have that as an interest. And mm. so I was doing opens on a Saturday at some beautiful houses at Palm Beach, but it was sort of at a time with COVID, it'd be closed again. And, mm. and uh, so I haven't sort of fully really pursued that. And But I've got a lovely apartment at um, Palm Beach, which so I sort of do as an exclusive sort of um uh, one bedroom uh, Airbnb, um, you know, for weekends, and so is that sort of a nice sort of income coming in, and I mm. do that. And I take pride in that; it's really nice. So I have people; they mainly stay for so weddings or um, a special celebration, and so um, I make, yeah. So that's sort of my like little side hustle, I'd say. Mm. Yeah. He's a super host, so <laughs> super all host. I can <laughs> imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> Lovely because mum's obviously lived in the Northern Beaches for more than 30 years, I guess. So knows the area so well and does take pride in and wanting to share, you know, make sure that when people come here that they get a really great experience. Oh, that's lovely. That's yeah. so really nice. Getting some guidance from mum. Yeah. So I, they can, you know. I genuinely, I just, I get such a buzz out of them having such a great time. So, um, and, you know, everyone's just been delightful. It's interesting because you get writers sometimes, you get sometimes people just by themselves who, you know, because it's got a lovely view and it's mm. a nice spot, but mainly couples, um, you know, so it's it's really nice. That's lovely. So well, yeah, as, you, as you obviously say, you're a real people person and so it's probably nice to deal with obviously lovely people that are obviously, you know, in vacation yes. mode and everything like that. So you get yes. to see the best of them. Exactly. And because yeah. it's in my own private home too, so mm. it is special. It's sort of like, so I suppose it is on the thing there. It's not just sort of, it is a couple of bedrooms, but I block it off and just make it as a, a one-bedroom place. Mm. And so it's sort of uh, important that I suppose I get the the right fit and, and vice versa. So it's uh, it's worked out well so far, which is good. So now when, when Gabriella wants to stay, I'll have to go, oh, hang on. You got a book. You're like, hang on. <laughs> no, but it is really nice. And then I can book it in when I want exactly, to. Exactly. Um, of course. Yeah, family will always come for us yeah. Gabriella, do, do you obviously, you probably don't live nearby, obviously, probably. No, I'm work. in the eastern suburbs. Right. So, yeah, grew up northern beaches and then I liked having the country experience living in Bathurst for four years. And then I wanted to move to Melbourne when that opportunity came up with Sky, mm. purely because I had lived in Sydney my whole life, even though I've been lucky to travel through my mum and mm. different occasions. Um, I wanted to see what it was like living in a different city. And I really loved Melbourne. That was mm. a fun yeah very social place but no i'm back in sydney now in the eastern suburbs but i we still catch up all the time uh, all the time mm. yeah oh that's so mm. nice and we still do holidays together oh, that's impo- and it's important because at least then that's not interrupted time it's dedicated because you're on holidays and there's no work and you know you can really enjoy yourselves together yeah yes yeah and and Gabriella, I know you touched on it but if i can just ask obviously a bit more in depth what was your childhood like my childhood, I honestly feel really lucky. I had a, a great childhood. I think, yeah, growing up in Avalon uh, was a really special place. I went to Avalon Public School. The friends that I made there, I'm still friends with. Um, there just was really such a great sense of community there. And I think a lot of people that were growing up alongside had kind of, I suppose, similar values and interests, very into I played a lot of team sport, did public speaking, got very involved um, in everything there. And then, yeah, in high school, went to PLC out at Pimble, so I had to get the bus every day, which was quite, it was <laughs> quite a journey. Yeah. But um, uh, it was a really great childhood. I was very lucky. And I think um, having seeing my parents fly with Qantas and make that work, I think I've appreciated that a lot more now. I'm older and 
we kind of realized how much sacrifice that would actually you would have had to make to juggle you know working full-time working part-time um raising kids but they always made it work and i also when mom would go away i'd also love the independence that that, that gave me so mm. when i was growing up and yeah. i had a younger brother um i loved being kind of the boss the, the in charge yeah for, like, for that week and i thought it was so cool if mom maybe wasn't home home until 10 o'clock at night when I would you know, <laughs> exactly. that I'd be in charge of whatever dinner like picking up fish and chips or something but mm. from a young age I really loved having like a little sense of freedom and independence and mum always trusted me with it and I think that was also mm. maybe the start of us having a really good friendship mm. as well as it being a mother-daughter dynamic I mm. think she did put a lot of trust in us at a young age and would always communicate from a young age I think yeah. where it was gifted a mobile phone when I was still in primary school so that was one mm. really cool and exciting at the time yeah. for a 10 year old that was but, big. but it was mm -hmm. also how long ago was that oh, well, mm. 18 years ago yeah. so yeah. um you know phones were still just becoming accessible to everyone yeah. um but Nokia. we could text every it would, would work out our own relationship of when she'd mm. be overseas to text and check in and see what's happening so even though when she was away I always felt that she was around and mm. was here was so present and um you know well obviously you were a, a, well taught you know beautifully from your mother obviously and and obviously a very responsible you know young child which you know obviously has has given you you know the confidence to continue having this you know wonderful career path that you've taken thank you mm -hmm. As well, mm. Mum put me in kids modelling when I was um, when I was little, yeah. and something it's, that came out of that I true. found it really fun. Mm. But also from a young age of even you know eight, nine, ten, mm. um, you'd have to go in and do meet with adults and do little interviews and try things on. And Mum would always mm. just encourage me to speak up and um, I, and. Yeah. Um, I think having that experience then built confidence at an early age. And I think even the school I went to then, everyone was, it was um, a great environment for everyone to support one another. So I think I did have a lot of confidence growing up as a kid from having those experiences quite early. Mm. And I think that's something that's hopefully stayed with me. I've definitely had times, like I think maybe the time I was least confident was probably, you know, year eight at school when you're in a bigger school environment and you're going through changes and, you um, but hopefully it's come back. I think all of us go through ways of going in and out of yeah. feeling their best and not their best. But mm. I'm really appreciative that I had that experience at a young age. And it's well, nice, nice to hear that. Yeah, it's nice to hear that. I was actually really and, uh, forgot about that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I, I suppose I, as a parent too, I was really encouraged the public speaking for both Gabriella and Harrison too. So that was sort of something mum would help with homework with that and sort of practice up because I always sort of thought that was such a great skill, life skill to mm, have, mm. voice, you know, and to speak and, and to be heard and to listen. and to. So they both were quite good, you know, little public speakers and now here you are doing it as your career really, which yes. is great. Yeah, so, even though yeah. I find public speaking way more daunting than speaking in front of a camera, which is funny. Um, but yeah. <laughs> it's, diff it's different. It's always like that's your comfort level. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, yeah, you could go into a room of people and, and have sort of a bit of a sort of a, a, a semi-fear and it's like, but I speak to a camera and there's definitely more people on the other end, yes. but you can't see them. So, like, that's, you know... That's the bigger difference yeah, is you can't you can see, see them. them it um, becomes more intimidating. Yeah, for it's, sure. it's, it's, it's quite funny where I look at Gabriella, you know, so from at home and watching her on the screen and stuff. And I sometimes go, I don't know how she does it. Like it's incredible, you know. She does it on the on the spot and. And I was thinking, I don't know if you could ever do that. Well, it's scary. It's so earlier this year, I was on the election campaign. Um, for Sky for about 10 days and for Sky you'd have to do a live cross at the top of each hour to just talk about whatever is going on the news of the day um, <laughs> and um, what where the Prime Minister was be going to and what they can expect and it's just every hour and so we'd be traveling around sometimes three cities in a day so the only times you wouldn't be crossing would be if you're on on route yeah um but if you're on for example a bus you could be traveling on a bus for mm. two hours to a different location that's no excuse to not cross because we had a cameraman there mm. a live view which is what sends a signal out so sky <laughs> reporters would be like actually to be fair yes. a lot of other journalists did start doing this but sky was definitely the first and definitely yes. the only one to require yes. a live cross every hour so even though we're on the bus yeah. there's a cameraman there they've got their live view you're there and um 
sitting down no matter where you are and um, you could be passing through the middle of Tasmania or you could yeah. be in Queensland. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But the intimidating part about it is that you're on a bus full of journalists and uh, uh, secretary. So you really, yeah. it's funny that you just feel the nerves so much more that you, one, don't want to stuff up at the start because that's stuffing up on live television. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. But number two is that <laughs> you've got these really senior all fantastic journalists are surrounded by, but it's um, listening it's, in. But they're all yeah. dead silent, so you can cross live on television. So that they're hanging, you know, no, yeah. they're hanging on every, every word. Saying, sorry, what was that? Hanging in on your every word, but it's yeah, ha- yeah. <laughs> but it's. <laughs> I remember when that was cut, one of them finished because a, a bus had actually pulled over and that engine had stopped, and they and the um, people behind me in the bus mm. had to wait to get off. For me to finish my cross, I'm holding everyone up, and I just know as I was like, this cross could not finish fast. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. It was probably only a few minutes, and it feels like an hour, and everyone's sitting oh, there yeah. staring at you, going, "Please hurry up!" <laughs> it's all the behind, but that's fun. Like it is fun to hear that because you forget. You know, we see it, and you know, something like you know, Mum and I have been watching the rolling coverage. Uh, of the the queen and it's just amazing what goes into it and it looks so effortless obviously as the viewer but as the person on the other side of the camera there is so much that goes into it and especially those sorts of things like I'm literally sitting on a bus doing a live cross with people sitting behind me and in front of me yeah Yeah. (laughs) senior journalists yeah there's so much that goes into into it even um We've been watching the rolling coverage of the Queen dying as well, and it's incredible because you've got so many people over there in Britain, and then there are so many little elements. Even starting this podcast day, there's a few mm. you know technical mm. things we had to do to check that it was all running smoothly. Mm. Mm. So to have a huge outside broadcast yeah. on the other side of the world, um, there are so many things that can go wrong. But mm. I think everyone's been doing an amazing yeah. job. Yeah. Oh, amazing, um, amazing! It's incredible. Mm. And it's amazing how late everyone is staying. Like I'm like, when are these journalists sleeping? Because they're awake, obviously, for the to see what's happening well, live, yeah, live of during the day. But then they're staying awake to report back. Yeah, and I'm oh. hours, and then running around chasing guests, staying on top yes. of it. Yes, um, it's one of those experiences. I think where it's so incredible to be part of but one of the ones where you just know that you're not going to be sleeping no I actually did say to my husband the other day you know when they were showing everything about the queen and I said you know Australian news reporting or tv is so impressive like it's just on a another level I, I think you know all Australians in the media should be so proud of what they do you know, when I sort of see other broad- broadcasts from other countries, I think, my goodness, we really do things so well. Yeah, yeah. we do. It's nice. And it's, so. it's yeah. nice to hear that. It is I'm, nice to hear that, isn't it? Yeah. I know at Sky they've been planning for this event for quite a while, mm. but it's crazy. It still happens. It's just like oh, full on. I can't plan and plan and plan. But then once it's yes. on, then it's okay. At flying these many people over, crews over, mm. live straight away. That's um. Yeah, you can plan to a point and then all of a sudden it's, it's yeah, on. Yeah. Mm. I was going to say, yes, it's going to be a busy 10 days. If you in journalism, it's a very busy time. So we appreciate you taking the time out for us. Yes, well. thank you. <laughs> um, Nicola, going back to the start of your career, did you always have a passion for flying? What sort of enticed you to go work for Qantas? I, uh, yeah, I have. I sort of, I think I've always sort of wanted, it gave me the opportunity of having a lifestyle that would be, I wasn't sort of like a nine to five type of person. So I sort of knew I didn't want to do that. I always had a love, I think sort of from, even from a little girl, for some reason, I remember saying to my mum, I want to go on a plane ride. And I was only really young. And she even bought me one of these mystery flights. Mm. And so mum and I, um, mum took me to Adelaide just for the day to go back again so I could be on a plane. So mm. that's sort of like, you know, one of these sort of crazy sort of things there. And as I was saying, when I went to the States at 15, 16, and I remember looking around then going, this could be a 
looking at the flight attendants then going, oh, this could be a good sort of career move. And so really when I finished my school I, um, HSC in, in Melbourne, uh, I went and did a travel and tourism business um, degree at William Angles. And so then I sort of got into like with the travel consulting and then um, really was looking forward to getting into flying, which I did. So but I travelled and worked in a hotel in London and sort of did a, a few other things beforehand. But at the age of 22, as soon as I could really apply, I applied and got in. So mm. I moved and moved back from living in London, uh, back to Melbourne for a really short time. And then uh, at that stage then, sort of like in the 80s, flying with Qantas internationally, it was only Sydney-based. And uh, anyhow, I got in and it was just sort of so exciting and I sort of really loved it from the very start. So it was one of those things I was kind of lucky in life that, you know, I sort of found sort of something, um, you know, that I really enjoyed. And back then it wouldn't have been as easy like raising a family uh, because it was so you'd get a roster and you'd go away and you'd go to London and back and you could be away for like, you know, 18 days. Mm, yeah. Whereas, um, you know, as, as you know, so aircrafts have changed and now you, know, you can fly to London or you can fly to LA directly, whereas it used to be sort of you have to, you could, if you went to San Francisco, you'd go Sydney, um, Honolulu, and you have a couple of days there, then Honolulu to San Fran and then back again. So it was sort of, it was a great job when I was younger before I had kids that I had sort of like 10 years of that time or close to that um, before I had children and when I could actually go away and have longer trips. And then um, by the time, you know, I got married and then had kids, the flying had changed and then I'd had enough sort of seniority and then all of a sudden the bidding system came in and computers came in and it was all changed completely so it sort of um I was kind of lucky with timing that it sort of it fitted in that I could sort of work it out that way hmm. amazing and Gabriella did you ever sort of thought that you would follow you know into your mother's footsteps or did you always no, I did I'd yeah. watch mom and I think you know I thought she had the coolest job in the world and I remember I think I wrote it down in like a school when you're little yeah. or something, <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm like a flight attendant. And I remember mm. I'm saying, you've never told me that. So yeah. I don't think I ever wanted to admit it. <laughs> but I did. I thought it was really cool. And I have really cute memories of um, growing up and seeing mum actually working on the plane. <laughs> and my job would just be, which would be doing the safety demonstration, mm. just to try and distract her or, make, or try <laughs> and get her to oh, That's so funny. <laughs> and she succeeded <laughs> the every mom. time. Um, every time. I couldn't <laughs> have a deadpan face next mm. serious. And I'd have a look. No, but, Gabriella would be there and pulling some face at mum or something. And that's, you know, and I could not sort of be, I couldn't sort of pretend. Yeah. But I think as well, mum had a genuine real love of what she was doing and she made the most of it always. Like I don't have very many memories of mum coming back from a trip feeling obviously tired because she's been working mm. all night on her feet from mm. and jet lag but you wouldn't ever really hear her complain about what she was doing she'd come back feeling energized about the people she'd met on the plane mm. about the passengers that she served about the places she went and saw and she'd come back with stories of you know wherever she was in um really cool parts of the world africa trips south america and she'd come back when we were really little come back with some presents that um, always, that always helps. Yes, yeah that, that helps, helps. but i yeah always have these memories of mom coming back with like such incredible trips of, of what she would do and so I did look up and think that was really cool and I still obviously think it's really cool too but I think when I got a little bit older maybe not that much older around 12 I yeah. thought that yeah. I wanted to do um tv journalism mm. and that's kind of something that I've always kind of that's interesting yeah, yeah around that age when it we both I, sort of knew what we wanted to do when we were younger mm. just but, you know it's, and yeah. it's amazing that you manage you know when you have a passion for something and you're able to succeed in it, that's always when it works out the best. And that's obviously why you stayed for, I mean, 34 years to be doing that. And obviously, you know, you had yeah, breaks with kids, but still it's a long time to be doing. It is a long time. It's been most of like my entire lifestyle really. Yeah. And with all that like my kids have known too, you know, of, of um, so they've not, haven't known anything different from it. But it was interesting because I remember when Gabriella turned seven and being the eldest, all of a sudden, with Qantas, you could, um, they became sort of registered as an unaccompanied minor, so you could actually take them away on work trips. So that, for me, was a game changer and changed everything again. So from sort of thinking, being resentful, going, oh, no, I'm going to go on a long trip, which means I'm going to be away from the kids for so long, uh, all of a sudden I was going, oh, wow, maybe I'll 
purposely bid for a trip like to Africa with a long layover. So when Gabriella was seven, that was the first time then, as soon as she turned seven really, and I bid for a trip and I got it, we went to South Africa. And, uh, and that was so exciting. And one of the other girls on the crew had her daughter as well. And uh, so that was really good. So every year I'd make sure I'd take both the kids away when I was working. So it gave my actual work, um, put another sort of like, you know, I suppose an angle on it for me that I just sort of thought this is fantastic that mm. I can actually do this. And uh, so it was a great education and just great hanging out together. But it was sort of under work and I wasn't, you know, so it was fun. Great opportunity, I suppose, to do that. Absolutely. Goodness yeah. me, there's probably not too many places in the world that you obviously haven't <laughs> yeah. seen. Oh, well, we've, we've done everything as far as... I've done every continent. She's done more than good. me. every continent, which is pretty cool. That's oh, impressive. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know. That was... That's pretty great, isn't it? And you did that from a young age too. I think yeah, when I once I got to eighteen, I ticked all the continents. Oh wow! Yeah. So that's my claim. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you've definitely exactly. made more cities than I have. Probably more cities and countries, but I haven't done like the continents like you, <laughs> which is wonderful. As I'm saying, I have to ask because obviously flying a lot. What is your number one tip though to get over jet lag? Because I mean, I can only imagine what it would be like constantly traveling having to be on and then you yeah. come home and then you've got kids so you have to be on again. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I did a lot of that, like, you know, um, longer flying or whatever when I was younger because, you know, like at your age now, you know, you can just, it's amazing what you can do. Whereas now probably I couldn't do what I was doing when I look back and I'll just get back from a trip and I'll just be so excited to see the kids. Uh, even then my husband at the time was going, have, a, have an hour's sleep or two hours sleep and, um, I just couldn't because I'd just be too too hyped up and too excited to see them. Whereas now I'd probably want to go to bed. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I think staying hydrated was good. Getting getting a nap whenever you could. Um, and I would, um, I suppose, I could have a, like a little snooze on the plane, just enough, just to get get, get yourself going. You know, and um, you know, I think if you oversleep or overthink it, you just keep on going. You know. Uh, well, mum happens to be a very high energy person. Yeah. So I, I, I get that. It. Yes. It'll freak me out. I don't yes. think it's normal. Um, so I don't know if I have any debt lag tips, but oh, if you can no, try and well, somehow. I, I am pretty high energy. I'm an Aries and I'm go, go, go. But, you know, um, yeah, so maybe that helped a bit with my choice. Well, I guess obviously also, I mean, you, well, you loved it so much yeah. that, you know, that, that was that was what you you know like kept you going i suppose I, I think it is i think it was gave me the lifestyle balance because it was one of those things too that i then had a lot of i didn't actually really work when i was in sydney so that's why it's sort of like now at this stage now i find it very comfortable where i'm at because i would when i would leave and the aircraft door would shut i would fly internationally overseas so mm. that's when i'd sort of start working so when and that was great so when i'd come back I was then like the full-time mum mm. or the full-time. So I never actually really worked when I was back home except obviously, you know, mm. as a, a mum raising my kids and, and and then having a great lifestyle with my kids and friends and doing things. Uh, so it gave me that lifestyle that I really enjoyed and, and I could actually bid for trips and have the time away basically when I wanted it. I hardly ever missed out on anything like significant things of, of Gabriella's or Harrison's schooling. I could... And then as time went on too, you could then, with technology, you could swap trips and you could, mm. um, you know, then I'd drop down to part-time flying and then I could drop my hours. And so you could always, so that, all those things there gave me the opportunity where I was thinking if I had a nine-to-five full-on job, I wouldn't have seen or done as much mm. as what I liked. So that was the other aspect of it. Mm. It gave me the lifestyle that... I enjoyed. Yeah, no, it, it, it's definitely, it definitely makes sense. And obviously when mm. you were at home, you know, you were I so present yeah. with, so, with your children, yeah. you know, yeah. that, yes. uh, you know, as you say, you know, you didn't have sort of work things going on or yeah, whatever. Not, you can't really you, bring work home with you. I mean, the no. stories you can and, and presence, obviously, yes. that's important, but you can't bring the aircraft home with you. So oh, exactly. <laughs> it's just, actually, you know. Like, behind yeah, yeah. You know, or it might be at three o'clock in the morning and did I give that person a drink or not <laughs> yeah <laughs> who cares they over it I'm sure yeah lucky <laughs> 
They'll get over it. It's fine. I mean, yeah, look. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, I, look, I do admire it because I honestly think, I mean, I know how I feel. I mean, it's been a while since I've been on a long haul trip, obviously, with the pandemic and kids, obviously. But, you know, I reach a point, it's usually like hour 13, where I kind of have this like panic moment where I'm like, this shouldn't be in the air. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't be flying. Yeah. I'm yeah. kind of like I have like a panic moment and then I get over it and then we get off and it's fine. And I just I'm always in admiration of flight attendants because I think that is something that is so taxing because you've got to be just such a shining presence to everyone and you've got people who really, I mean, no one's their best when they're flying. It's sort of like when you're not well, like and you're feeling sick, you know one's their best and you, mm. you know, kids and things like, like you know traveling with kids I know what it's like it's not fun if I could not do it I wouldn't and so I just think it's it's really admirable what you did and then to come home and and be raising two kids as well it's you know it's it's very impressive oh thank you mm-hmm. and it would certainly changed you know from what it used to be like to mm. what it is now I think you know so I think they probably work a, a lot harder and longer hours and, and and things like that too so it's sort of um it's all you know different, but it's um, you know I know I think I, I was kind of lucky I did enjoy. I mean, you'd have times we you know someone passengers would try and you know push your buttons and stuff, but you'd, I'd just tr- most times me, I'd just that do was it. me. <laughs> 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 you know, you push their buttons like that, you know, um, and different cultural things too, or so, you know, someone would try and grab you or do you know do different things, but. Um, you know, I just, I think you know there was good um, camaraderie with a lot of the crew, and um, so we sort of tried to make the be- best of what we had. You know, and sometimes you try and you'd have be on a long flight, so sometimes think, okay, this grumpy person here, let's see by the end if I can turn them around. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, sometimes it worked, you know. So, you know, you just sometimes you'd, or else I'd be complaining about something and I'd think, well, if that's your biggest problem and you're 25,000 yeah. feet and they're in, you know, first class and something's not exactly right, I mean, you know, you're kind of lucky. So, yeah. You know, yes. Yeah. You know, to, to put things in perspective, I wasn't sort of, you know, wasn't in open heart surgery doing things. You know, so. I, and I guess you look back at it now and sort of think, well, you definitely saw the best of times mm. as far That's as travelling. I don't exactly. Like I don't miss it really at all. I love going back and flying and, and being overseas and travelling again. I didn't realise how much I probably missed being away. Um, but no, now actually it's nice to be a passenger. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure. Years. I'll have the champagne myself now, but mm. um, yes, it's actually kind of nice now. I've sort of hung my head up for that. All, you know, wings have been clipped, but I'm mm-hmm. quite happy with that decision. I don't look back, only with good memories. Of course, of course. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, I have to ask so I did do a bit of research, and you both got to meet Oprah. Yes. yes. Mum's met Oprah quite a few times. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What? Yes. I know you've just been talking, but you should probably share your love of Oprah because my love of Oprah has come from mom. So when yeah, I was growing I up, mom was always Oprah mad. Yeah, I loved, I suppose I always loved Oprah. And it's probably when I first started Qantas in 86, when I flew my first trips to Honolulu and I turned on the TV and the Oprah Winfrey's show had just started. That's when she first started. So I remember watching it going, wow really like this lady and I really so I used to I didn't watch TV really when I was away except for I'd always watch the Oprah Winfrey show and it wasn't known in Australia then hadn't come out so I'd sort of been a sort of a fan and a follower from those early days and I liked the fact that she was talking about things that weren't discussed really on TV that I had seen before and um, so I just had that um, sort of like following of her and so when she came out and heard the news that she was coming out to Australia um, which was what was it the year 2000 or something it was and it was uh, to get a lottery basically you had to get a ticket mm-hmm. um, via lotteries the system and uh, anyhow I remember seeing in the paper there I was saying Gabriella guess what mm-hmm. Oprah's coming out to Australia and uh, uh, then I said oh you can't buy tickets and Gabriella's saying oh well, I hope you can go and I said no oh, well definitely Definitely go, and I remember getting a pen and circled it round, you know, and did a manifesting. This thing. was incredible because it shows how mom is one very determined, but also <laughs> it puts a bit of the power of positive thinking to the test because she said to my brother and I, uh, Oprah is coming to Australia. This is the date I'm going. And as mom just said, you could, you actually couldn't. Yeah. And the lottery, I don't even know, but there are people from all around the world. So, like, millions of people trying to get Mm. these tickets and there were, I don't know, thousand or something seats or whatever it was. Yeah, Yeah, there was no price, which was Mm. kind of good. No price for it. Um, 
anyway, Harris and I actually looked at each other and said, like, you, you don't have tickets, so yeah. good luck. And you can apply by an email. Remember I said I could use your email and Harris's email. Oh, yeah, email. we had to all and apply And I'd come back and go, Mum, sorry, you're unsuccessful, you're unsuccessful. I said, that's okay. I said, somehow I'm, I'm going to get a ticket. Anyhow, so it just didn't look like it was going to happen. But then I and Facebook was just new and there was a little thing there about this Oprah um, coming to Australia page and, and I wrote like a little comment, something on it about there. Anyhow, it was a lady from San Francisco from um, San Jose, Kelly Kruger, contacted me. She'd actually had, she'd applied. So you'd apply mm. from all around the world to come to Australia. She applied and got two tickets on her birthday. She's 10 years younger than me. And with the cost and expense and to bring her husband out and the whole thing, she couldn't do it. And she was that close to sort of like nearly giving the tickets up. But she saw my comment mm. and uh, and she's a high school counsellor and totally got herself out of the comfort zone. And then she, she went to me and said, would you like to, she said, maybe if you could host me. I've ne- and she said, I'm not an axe murderer or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could come and we could, you know, come to, um, you know, you can come to Oprah with me and I could stay with you. So I remember then going, oh, I knew this was going to happen. Oh, that's amazing. So I went to my family to kids saying, how about us? And so I've never met before. She'll stay with us. This and everyone's going, yay, well, Nicholas. I know this was before when Facebook, I suppose Facebook had been around for so, a little while. Yeah, I'm going, huh? And we looked at her page and all checked out. She's beautiful girl, Kelly, and yeah. so happy I ended up getting to meet her. And just like that, the tip man, you know, mum managed to get those yeah. tickets. So that was the start of it. A great friendship with Kelly as oh, well. Yeah, but um, so, and we so that was when you first met. So that's yes. Kelly and mum went the yeah, first time around. I think it was 2011. And, yeah, 2011 was it. Yeah, and then when she came out again yeah. five years later is when mm. you took me. And that yeah. was in, I think we flew to Melbourne for it. Yes. And that I, we got these special tickets, which included yeah. meet and greet with Oprah, yes, yeah. um, which was incredible. Mm. She's just such an inspiration. I think even I met her before we listened to her show. And her show, I suppose, is similar to the things she does talk about on TV or on her podcast and in her book. But she manages to connect with, I suppose, mostly women, but everyone in the audience and uh, stories that she's gone through. And I think she manages to really, I suppose, just like hit, strike a chord with everyone where because everyone has these ups and downs where they're finding out who they are, being authentic with themselves and being honest and then following that path for you. And so I like some of the things that she talks about because she's um, such an inspiration, but then actually meeting her was incredible. She's so calming. I think just being Mm. in her presence was really special. I know we were all actually feeling overexcited just before meeting her and oh, my gosh, it's going to happen. And then honestly just a minute or two beforehand before she walked out, all, I felt like everyone in that room just really calmed down. I don't yeah. know if she has these superpowers when she meditates to <laughs> like yeah, magically was, calm everyone. Yeah, yeah. But we did feel really calm. And it's then um, so she's someone that we I just wanted to, you know, give her a cuddle. She's, I think. Um, she put a great photo of her. She's cuddling Gabriella like this. Oh, that's so nice. It's, 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 and she started in radio like you too. You know, and, and then with go. TV, so it's sort of quite funny in the path of sort of follow like Oprah's footsteps. Follow exactly. Oprah's footsteps. It's, <laughs> can't go wrong. And it yeah. is. It's always nice when you admire someone like Oprah, obviously, and you meet them, and they actually are genuinely lovely, and the person that you hoped they would be. Because there's nothing worse than meeting someone you admire, and then you like. Hmm. Wish true, they were. So, you know, yeah. I wish they were different, and and you probably experience that. I'm sure. You see people like when you fly Nicola or Gabriella, when you interview people, you have this expectation and then you actually get to meet them and you're like, hmm, I wish that was better. So yeah. it's nice to hear that your Oprah experience True. was everything. The people she surrounds herself with too, Oprah too, like when I've seen her in the States a few times. So my girlfriend, Kelly and I have become good friends. Oh, that lovely. Like, we go and see, I always say to her, who's on now? And, you know, instead of flying, I'd go to different events. And I took Gabriella to a Hay House event too. Remember that one in Colorado, which is all with inspirational speakers. But you go and see Oprah and she would have like Glennon Doyle, she'd have Elizabeth Gilbert, she'd have other great keynote speakers as well. So she'd share the forum with other inspiring people that would offer different things too. So it was always an interesting um, gig, you know. So I think sometimes who you surround yourself with. Isn't that lovely? What? Yeah. 
What beautiful memories that yeah. you've obviously, you know, been able to share together as well, which is just lovely. That's just the door banging. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. no it's, it's happened, well, not that the kids are here, but it's happened a couple of times that we've been recording and then all of a sudden there's like a knock at the door there's and then people come in. My, yes, my two yeah. older ones like come in and we're like, mm-hmm, well, that was, was great. That, that was funny. That was when we were uh, interviewing Emma, Emma Wiggle, Wiggle. When she yeah. was oh, Emma yeah. Wiggle. Yes. And yeah. and Mason came in and oh, so we were like thinking, oh my gosh, she's going to be loved, so. He loved the Wiggles, so I was like, look, oh, it's, it, it's but Emma. He, he liked actually the original ones. Our babysitter got him onto the original ones, so the ones that like we grew up with. So yeah, not yes. really Emma Wiggle. And I was like, look, it's Emma, and he's just like, no, I don't really. I'm I'm over them now. <laughs> yeah, don't and I was just don't like, really like, don't really <laughs> like you. Like yeah, I was, was just like, that was so. I was like, please leave now. Get out of the room. <laughs> Please oh leave God. now. You've just embarrassed me in front of Ember Wiggle. Just oh go. <laughs> it was so good. We also always news reported clips that went viral after people would be all dressed up in their, you know, Skype interviews and then there's like a, a child, a child running, running in. Oh, in my. It's <laughs> just like the reality. Yes. <laughs> I mean, realistically, it's like it's so funny. You think everyone's got, you know, everything put together and then it's like one child would just completely undo all of it and it's just, yeah. you know, <laughs> the facade's ruined completely. Oh, it's nice, though, because I think it puts everyone's guards down. I it's think so. Lots of, there's a baby or a dog. It's like, okay. It's actually... It is. It is. I mean, we had a laugh, and Emma had a laugh. She yeah, was, she, she was fine. I mean, was I don't think she took it to heart at all. Oh yeah, she, and she get it. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of person. Yeah, you can tell she's just like. It's okay. I mean, she's admired by millions of other kids. She, yes, like, yes. She's like, I'm sure he was just having a bad day. I'm like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll call it that. That is hilarious. <laughs> uh, Nicola, when you were flying, I mean, I know you sort of said you managed. I mean, who was your, like, you know, your go-to person to sort of help with the kids, though, when you were away on, you know, lo- lengthy trips? <laughs> Yeah, well, we sort of um, basically we had good a good family support. So, um, uh, you know, so my side of the family and you know my ex husband's side of the family would help out. Um, and uh, if I ever did like a really long trip like that too, even though my mum was in Melbourne, and we had like a really close relationship too, sort of like with the mother daughter thing, I've always had a nice to take mum away on the trips with mm. me as well. So that was I got a big joy out of that as well as taking the kids. Mum would always come away on a, a trip as well, so she was like top of my list. Mm. But she would come up and um, mind the kids and uh, and would love that too, wouldn't she? It was like mm. it allowed a really good relationship. So I'm both well, kind of lucky on both sides of the family. That's I great support and a good circle of friends too that you know if, if, if something came up urgently you weren't there I could ring up or say look quick can you grab the kids here or and vice versa so we sort of had a great and we still do have got that great support of friends too so it's sort of a good network a good community where we lived in northern beaches mm. but I think you were lucky with good side of the family both sides were, were great that's that great. Was, that you, were, you were probably also a very organised person. Obviously, you had to you had to be organised. Really? Sort of. I don't know what that means. It's probably not the top of my thing, but I just sort of no. I think to, with, with those things, just wing it. No, I would be absolutely. Yeah, be organised that way. Very much so. You know, like with with the kids and stuff too. Mm. That was my priority. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah, funny, my brother is very organised and yes. he's just a different, like he's, you know, mum I think is more, he, actually he's very creative, as I describe you yes. more as yeah. creative, but he is too, he's but mum's kind of style is, you know, go with the flow a bit where he yeah. likes to pre-plan and mum's like, what are you doing? So I know, <laughs> if, like the night before, I'd go, what are you doing, Harrison? And he'd just say, I'm just getting things organised for tomorrow. And he'd actually would do that. And I'd go, what are you he, doing? And yeah, I'd go in and he's actually he himself, would but... be studying. <laughs> where I'd go to the room and go, what are you doing, Gabrielle? And it's the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, I'm studying, and I go, yeah, right. <laughs> do, you, do you mind me asking, what does Harrison do? What, what? Uh, well, he is isn't he's an artist. He did visual arts and business, so he ended up getting um, a thing with Unilever. He's, and he's in marketing. marketing he's a brand, suppose, he's yeah. a brand manager at Unilever. Yeah. Oh, fabulous! He was in uh, he was in marketing and got their um, is it oh, I was about to look at yeah. it, graduate program. Yeah, I think with, with L'Oreal, L'Oreal in, in yeah. Melbourne. Yes. But then he's um, yeah moved to Unilever. 
in Sydney, what, 2021 or something, yeah. but loving it, doing really well, so yeah, super switched he's on. He's super switched on and he's super driven mm. and I think it's kind of good because he's got that business brain mm. and he's sort of and he's good with his money and that but I think he also with brand manager he's got that you can use a bit of that creative side too mm. so you know so he's in his mid-20s and he's going he's got his sort of going really quite well that's great oh you must right. be must be a very proud mum I am well I helped him move just yesterday he moved to a new place with um, another mate in Manly so the, over the weekend I, the stuff things mm. oh, helping us and it's I just got a joy out of sort of seeing him move into this place and when I looked at the place it's a great location but my goodness it's a it's a shoebox oh, there really? and I was thinking, you've got to be in your mid-20s and young and single yeah to and, cope with you know, it like to live in this sort of place there but I was thinking they'll have fun mm-hmm. <laughs> the boys will have fun that's great <laughs> it's nice it's nice that you know you have that relationship because I guess for you obviously traveling a lot you know, to still have such a great bond with the kids and they admire you so much. It's really, it's lovely. I mean, I know you're obviously not gone all the time, but still, you know, it's one of those, it's it's a nice thing to see, especially. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel grateful because it's, it's good. Well, I think they've always been like my number one joy of life really has been the kids and, you know, I've had a lot of different joys in life, but that's sort of been my biggest joy of anything really and it's, you know and it still is you know and seeing the different stages and now as, as they are you know as a really young woman and harrison you know and, and in the 20s so i mean you're you're into the next stage of life you know yourself if you know being a mom and i was gonna say yeah no, no nothing sort of makes you appreciate your parents more than when you become a parent yourself and then you also have to um you you realize how much you rely on them i mean mom as much as my mom Still isn't 100%, but she was, like, there with me all weekend helping with Nate because mm. she knew that I was not at my full capacity. No. So, <clears throat> you know, we're both, we're both like, sort of sickly but just, you yeah. know, pottering around together to <laughs> just get through oh, the weekend. Well, it's hard with a newborn. Then You know, unfortunately oh. he's well, but hard with a newborn yeah. and, he doesn't know, you know, he just wants to be fed no. and cuddled and, yeah. you know, like just, yeah, yeah looked after. It's yeah. Tough. I think that's one of the toughest jobs in the world, you know, being a mum, especially with those early early stages, as much as it can be joyous, gee, it's, it's that full-on, you don't, you, know, you don't get to sleep. I think, see, flying with Qantas, I'd get a break. That's and I'd true. I could actually then, back in the day, read a magazine or whatever. At home, I couldn't do that. Mm, so. mm. That's very <laughs> true. I wouldn't have thought, yeah, I didn't think of it that way. But, yeah, at least yeah. you... Yeah, I did. Had a bit no, of a break. Do, yeah. <laughs> we, all the mums used to go, oh, wow, <laughs> this is a great break. <laughs> um, Nicola, is there a favourite flight over the, I mean, 34 years that you have? Is there, I mean, I'm sure there's more than one, but is there yeah. one that really stands out? I there was something, I, look, there's so many, and I think favourite flights have been when I've had my kids with me and I've done adventures. That's sort of probably been the ultimate, or with my mum as well too. But I think the one that really sort of stood out was when I had um, Mick Fanning on the flight and he'd been um, in that surfing, he'd been in the accident in um, got that shark. Oh, yeah. Um, in Jeffreys Bay in South Africa. So it was all of a sudden, it was sort of like, you know, with the world vision there, he was about to get the wave yeah. and next week he's gone under and there was a shark mm. there and they then thought he, he was gone and, and he punched the shark and, you know, he survived it. Well, they cancelled the event and uh, then they flew the boys sort of straight back home. Well, I happened to be on the flight looking after them, um, going from South Africa back to Sydney and just seeing there was, you know, like there was Mick Fanning and then there was Joel Parkinson and you had all the gang of like the top sort of surfers there. And it was such a really special moment because it was, you know, he was sort of like still probably in shock, mm. but they were all sort of like brothers all sort of sticking around to one another. And But then they had like a glass of champagne together. So it was a real sort of like celebration. And and I've got this great photo of two of the of the boys too. We've got them all in their Qantas, you know, like pyjamas there. Oh, and cute. In the middle there and they've got their champagne. And um, But it was just sort of this sort of special moment of time that um, – in that flight, and then when we arrived into Sydney, it was just just didn't realise then it was just the biggest news. News, time. yeah. And uh, but that was a really sort of special flight, and charters were good too. I used to do ones. I remember going, getting called out going to um, so you're going to Honduras, and that was with the Socceroos when they got in the finals, or 
Bon Jovi for concerts. So sometimes if you got Qantas charters, different ones were great as well. So that's lovely. And yeah. um, you know, you've obviously, as you say, you've done so many trips together. I mean, what's been your favourite destination that you've been on together? What would you I say? really liked Chile. Oh yes, we went to Santiago. Twenty-one, yeah, um, and that was incredible. I think it, that state it just felt so drawn to South America, and it was um, a work trip for you. And I think we had five days there, but yeah. we just made the most of it. <laughs> we went, you know, um, hiking in the Andes one day, horse riding on the beach another day, going to wineries, going out in, yeah. you know, seeing this the one was taking me out to nightlife. Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm reluctantly going. <laughs> Um, no, so I think that was a really special trip. I don't know why, but I um, think that one stands out to me. I suppose maybe being 21 and then yeah, flying with you then was a first kind of like adult one. We've mm. done it before, too. obviously, as kids at 18, but I think that felt pretty special. It was just a five days that... Um, Probably more together as friends yeah. more than, yes. you know, yeah. you, you're sort of equals. Yeah, very much so, very mm. much so. You know, so no, that was, I agree, that was a fantastic trip too. But we've just done so many different ones. But I think also when Gabriella was seven and she went to South Africa, for me, that was just such a buzz because it sort of changed my whole work thing of sort of like resenting being away. Mm. I was going, this is great. And to take Gabriella to South Africa and see you as a little girl and, and going out and, you know, seeing Safari and Mother Nature and and uh, that was just probably more that was very special I just loved you being you know sharing that with Gabriella and then it was nice because I was with my son I'd say to him you know be happy you'd be happy for Gabriella and you'll get a turn and vice versa so I think it worked I think it was never a thing of going you know why aren't I going and then I'd take Harrison away too so that was always a a, a great thing yeah. but we've had so many different ones that's wonderful how amazing just, how, what, yeah. what, what a you you definitely obviously had the most amazing childhood. I mean, obviously mm. beautiful memories. Yeah, to travel like that, yeah. Yeah. New Mom. York for a tenth birthday was a good one. That's a good yeah. birthday. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. Very, very lucky. Mm. But I think yeah. Mum just definitely made the most of it and should make fun with it. Like even that Africa one, I think she said to me, I finished mm. a netball game and she mm. says, Gabriella, would you like to go to Africa? I said, Of course, because Okay, would you want to go this afternoon? Oh my <laughs> god, really? So, <laughs> and it, well, it was literally like um, that. It was, so, yeah. Mom definitely created a lot of amazing. Yeah. And and uh, do you mind me, uh, Gabriella? Do you remember? Do you do you know what I mean? Like uh, you like? Got, oh, I remember it so well. But yeah. every step of the way was really exciting with Mom. Like even if we we're going to see <laughs> my nana in who lived in Melbourne, mm-hmm. we were on the aircraft together. When it's just about to take off, we'd look at each other. Mom would squeeze my <laughs> hand. <laughs> this incredible experience in a plane just about to leave the air, like hit the ground into the air. We're going to go into a different city in an hour and a half, and about to see. Nana and Papa, and there was always so much excitement. Oh, lovely! Wherever we were going, so yeah. whether it was a Melbourne trip or whether it was, you know, Africa's obviously it was a huge one for me. It's and at that time, and one we always yeah. talk about. But um, yeah, Mum made everything really, really oh, obviously fun and special, fun, and yeah. yeah, and and I think probably was smart of you, so there wouldn't be too much carry on. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose it was just sort of like, nearly then I had to like nearly a little partner in crime from the very beginning. You know, it was just sort of like I always had a buddy. It was just like when I'd go away with my mum, we'd have a ball together too, absolutely. Because you know what it's like when you're in a different environment too, Mm. not a normal thing there. So you're outside of your day-to-day, you know, so you can all of a sudden, it's it's exciting. Yeah, it's lovely. yeah, we've had just we've had just so many different ones, sort of, and we are lucky, sort of, around and um, you know around the world. Very um, lucky, very yeah, lucky. Yeah. Um, so we're going to move on to the all about us part. So one word to describe your relationship when Gabriella was a teenager. Am I oh, going first? You go first when you're tense. <laughs> oh, that was so oh, fast. Was it? It? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there it's we go. Well, sums it up. I was going to say tense, but uh, mine was split because I was going tense when you were like you know, say younger, younger teens, and then delight when you're older teens. Oh, so That's nice. That's bad. Yeah, you're recovered. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, maybe surprise and delight. <laughs> tense is mine too. And now, and one word to describe your relationship now in adulthood. I was going to say close. Yeah, yeah close. What in, was in, yours? In sync. Close. In sync. Was, was it closer in sync? Okay. Close. I, I, 
Um, what characteristics do you think Gabriella has of you, Nicola? I think maybe love of life, love of people, love of, of adventure. Um, that's what I'd say. And and Gabriella, what do you think you got from your mum? I think I have, as you probably already tell from the from speaking to mum over the past hour as well she's so positive and mm. she's far more positive than I am but I do think that <laughs> no. some of it has rubbed off on me and I've hopefully got um a bit of try to take the positive approach sometimes or and I think also mum's love of people I love there's mum mm. lights up her room wherever she goes and she has a genuine love of people no matter who they are where they're from and loves doing things that are a little bit different yeah and I love and I have also, as I've gotten older, generally found that love for myself, but I probably got it from my mum where I love meeting different people and and um, and I suppose getting outside different bubbles that we can all kind of get stuck in. Um, so hopefully a bit of positivity from mum oh, and, love, nice. of pos- and uh, love of people. That's lovely. What's the most memorable moment in your relationship? Oh. You want to go first or do you want me to? You go first. I don't know why I, mm. this one comes to mind with, yeah. with memorable, but I think mum about 10 years ago was sick and ended up, she was on a work trip oh. when she was in China. Mm. And so she was in Shanghai or Beijing? Shanghai. Shanghai. Um, ended up in hospital. I happened to be living over there at the time and or living in China. And mm. I came to mm. Shanghai to see mm. you mm. and you were sick for a week. But we ended up having the best week ever together <laughs> purely because no matter I know we've spoken a lot mm. about how much we've traveled mm. but being together even in mum's hospital bed and luckily she was okay mm. we had the best time literally just laying in bed talking for 12 hours yeah. a day until mum would fall asleep mm. and it stands out because I just remember us like laughing crying yeah. that whole time and knowing that that was one of the most special mm. times yeah. it doesn't matter what we're no, doing that's but um mm. I just feel you know, obviously life oh, can get busy, so but I mm. um, feel so happy when we're just having that time together. And I was surprised when you came over too because I kept on saying, oh, I'll be better in two days and two days or something, and then next minute Gabriella's, you know, because she was in China, was there. And, uh, you know, we'd lay on the bed together and we, then we'd laugh and talk and then I'd go to sleep and then we'd be, but, um, yeah. But I think it's as well that even the trips have just been such a bonus, but I feel so lucky that I've got that close relationship with mum. Yeah, and I'm sure so are. many mums and daughters feel this way um, where all the different women they have in their lives where it's just mm. a, a closeness and we're really lucky mm. that we can. Very lucky. That's lovely. That's a about it when you're in mm. maybe like a hospital bed, but maybe whether it's, you know, in yeah. <laughs> um, you know, in the lounge room or whatever, when you have those times together, that's like no mm. better feeling. Oh. It's making the most of a a not always nice situation. At least you made the most of it, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, it's interesting, memorable. Well, mine would. It's funny when you're saying that on a sort of similar line, a little bit. I mean, because we've had so many say highs and that, but it would have been at the time, and we're so close with my mum and Gabriella's nana. And when mum was dying, and we knew that she was dying, we were actually in the room with her. And in her last waking, you know, last moments of life, there was the three of us and it was just, it was, you know, Nana in the middle and, and you know, it had been sort of hours and hours and all of a sudden we just sort of, the room sort of had this sort of like sort of feel, you know, about it. And I just said to Gabriella, Nana, I think it might be her time. And and Gabriella held her hand one side and I mm. held her hand the other side. And we were with, you know, Mum when she um, had her last breath mm. and we had that and it was that real cycle of life we're all so close and it was only the three of us in that room Mm -hmm. and it was a really spiritual moment that because we were there we just felt it was a whole glow of the whole room glowed it was this incredible feeling and then we sort of had that time to ourselves before I even pressed the button to Mm. nurse to say she's gone the three of us together you know it was us together so that was probably the most incredible mm. time of my life with you know giving birth with, to Gabriella being the firstborn which is probably one of the biggest mm. moments and then to be there with my mum mm. when she died for you to be there mm. was I think that's probably one of the most incredible mm. times mm. very special ever hmm. and so to share that very it's mm. like a sad yeah. time yes but it, you could but, share it 
yeah, we were lucky to be there and yes. to have that together. Mm. So of all the trips and everything, it sort of pales in significance yes. for something like yes. that. Yes, yes. It's, it's a real thing in life. That's amazing. That's true. That's amazing. Yeah. And who gives the best advice? You. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? Really? No, I, we both give each other advice. Mum is always giving emotional support and she'll never judge you for anything. So no matter how badly I've stood up, I keep testing it. No, I'm kidding. But, um, but she's very emotionally supportive and I think there have been a lot of times where I can Get try and help with advice because Mum's given me got such, a, support such a big heart that maybe I can sometimes help in other areas. She's good at script writing and stuff too. You hope so. Yeah. 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 It comes comes with the territory. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's true. So, but I think Gabrielle is a bit of an old soul too. So sometimes, um, you know, I, you know, I'm amazed with the wisdom that she's got too. And, and uh, so I'll just go, whoa, you know, and, uh, and we're honest with one another. So it's very much, you know, I, you know, what you'll say, and if I don't like something, I can, we'll say it and vice versa and respect yeah, that. Yeah, we're so we just know completely angry at each other, yeah. obviously. Mm. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful relationship. Um, how many times a day do you call each other? We are more mm. texters than calls. Yes, yeah. We text every day. Text every day, and then we call when we need to, then we'll go, then we'll have a and proper then it'll chat. Be an hour like and a half. A, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> unless we're in a rush, but yes. yeah, we we more WhatsApp and text. Yeah, and I think with your job being busy with your hours and things like that too, I it's sort of you don't, I don't just pick up the phone, but we're more text, and then we'll make a plan, and then we'll meet, mm. and actually then, yeah. then chatting on the phone. But every day, if it hasn't, if there's been a day that's gone past, then it'll be text. Then yeah, you know, are you okay up. or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just checking in. Yeah, yeah it's important exactly. every day. Yeah. And is there anything you have always wanted to ask or tell each other but never have? I bet there's nothing. <laughs> is there anything you want? Not really, no. no. I mean, I, I'm always sort of open that if there is anything there, please, I'm here for you forever, you know, so ask me anything. And um, and I learned from Gabriella, probably like she learns from me, but I don't think so. I think because we've communicated from the start. Yeah. Uh, I'd love for there to be a secret story or something. Unfortunately, <laughs> 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 I'm really bad at keeping secrets and lying. I know, and I'm the worst. So <laughs> be like, surprise! <laughs> there's this. No, I should have made a prank on you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you could have. Yeah, you could have got me too. It's amazingly. You know, <laughs> I was going to say that would be very funny to play that out. We might have to try that next time. We'll yeah. just say, yeah, if you ever want to play a prank, that's a great time to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you both so very much. It's been really so enjoyable and so great that we actually finally got to do this. No, thank thank you for your time. Mother and daughter thing, and I think it's congratulations on what both of you are doing. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you. Yeah, no, we love it. It's it's been a well, we've had a had a bit of a break, bit of a break. Yeah, well, uh, she had a baby. Yeah, but at least yeah, this got back us back into it. So it's good. Yeah, it's good to be back on the ball. Yeah, lovely that you joined us, and and you know we're on the roll again. Yeah, and um and just yeah again another beautiful mother and daughter, and your positiveness oh. is amazing it and is in, yeah and infectious I yes think, i feel I think, better now i think i've got to be more positive in life i know i've got to be more positive yes. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think with the kids i'm like okay you know what let's just go with positive now <laughs> thank you so much no, thank you so much no thanks i really appreciate it it's yeah. such a beautiful concept oh so thank you well, lovely all the best and and we'll be watching yeah we'll be watching exactly and enjoy your golf Yes. Yes, yeah, and vice versa too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you have a mother and daughter story that you would like to share, send us a DM on Instagram at Mothers and Daughters Pod. If you loved this episode, please subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a new episode. Spread the love and share the podcast with your mum or sister or friend. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. See you next week and don't forget to call your mum.